Section 32 of Narratives of Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Mott and M. S. Wood. The Blind Slave in the Mines. With a companion, I had descended a thousand feet perpendicularly beneath the earth's surface into one of the coal mines of East Virginia called the Midlothian Pit. As we were wandering through its dark passages, numerous and extensive enough to form a subterranean city, the sound of music at a little distance caught our ears. It ceased upon our approach, but we perceived that it was sacred music, and we heard the concluding sentiment of the hymn, I shall be in heaven in the morning. On advancing with our lamps, we found the passage closed by a door in order to give a different direction to the currents of air for the purpose of ventilation. Yet this door must be opened occasionally to let the rail cars pass, loaded with coal. And to accomplish this, we found, sitting by that door, an aged blind slave, whose eyes had been entirely destroyed by a blast of gunpowder many years before in that mine. There he sat, on a seat cut in the coal, from sunrise to sunset, day after day, his sole business being to open and shut the door when he heard the rail-cars approaching. We requested him to sing again the hymn whose last line we had heard. It was, indeed, lame in expression, and in poetic measures, very defective, being, in fact, one of those productions which we found the pious slaves were in the habit of singing, in part at least, impromptu. But each stanza closed with the sentiment, I shall be in heaven in the morning. It was sung with a clear and pleasant voice, and I could see the shriveled, sightless eyeballs of the old man rolling in their sockets, as if his soul felt the inspiring sentiments. And really, the exhibition was one of the most affecting that I have ever witnessed. There he stood, an old man, whose earthly hopes, even at the best, must be very faint. And he was a slave, and he was blind. What could he hope for on earth? He was buried, too, a thousand feet beneath the solid rocks, in the expressive language of Jonah, he had gone down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about him forever. There, from month to month, he sat in total darkness. I would add that on inquiry of the pious slaves engaged in these mines, I found that the blind old man had a fair reputation for piety, and that it was not till the loss of his eyes that he was led to the Saviour. It may be that the destruction of his natural vision was the necessary means of opening the eye of faith within his soul. And though we should shudder at the thought of exchanging conditions with him on earth, yet who can say but his peculiar and deep tribulation here may prepare his soul for a distinction and glory which we might covet? Oh! How much better to endure even his deep degradation and privations, sustained by his hopes, than to partake of their fortune who live in luxury and pleasure, or riot and wealth! 
the scene which i have now described affords a most animating lesson of encouragement to the tried and the afflicted and of reproof for the complaining and discontented suppose health does fail us and poverty oppress us and our friends forsake us and our best laid plans prove abortive so that a dark cloud settles upon our worldly prospects who of us is reduced so low as to be willing to change places with this poor slave and yet he is able to keep his spirits buoyant by the single hope of future glory he thinks of a morning that is to come when even his deep and dreadful darkness shall pass away and the thought has a magic power to sustain him if we are christians shall not that same hope chase away our despondency and nerve us to bear cheerfully those trials which are far inferior to his end of section thirty two